A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got an awesome story of somebody getting MONTHS of paid vacation. But first, a story from Lord of the Memes 18, each person has their own job, if you say so. So a few days ago, me and two of the people I work with were replacing nozzles and hoses on one of the pivots on the farm we work on. For privacy purposes, we'll call one person Johnny and the other Mike. I'll be Horatio. Anyway, what ended up happening was that Johnny would get up on top of the ladder to put the hose in. Mike would hand him the hose and cut the hose when it was ready and drove the four-wheeler that had all the stuff. I was crimping the hoses and putting the nozzles in. Now, it was a windy day, which meant from time to time I would have to hold the ladder for Johnny just to try and keep it stable. But that meant that the crimping and nozzles weren't being put in. At first, Mike would crimp them and then I would go through and add the nozzles, and once I caught up, I would start crimping again. But after a while, Mike stopped crimping while I was holding the ladder, so I was starting to fall behind. This went on for most of the pivot, but it reached a point where Johnny took a water break with his dog and asked me to hold the ladder up, as it was windy and we didn't want to put it back up again. So Johnny's taking his deserved break, I'm holding the ladder, and Mike? Well, he's just sitting on the four-wheeler on his phone. Turns out there were three hoses behind us that needed to be crimped and a nozzle added to them. I would do them while I was waiting, but I was holding the ladder. So I asked Mike if he would please at least crimp those while we were waiting. His response? Sure, but you'll drive the four-wheeler and do the hose and get it up there. Basically just saying that we would switch jobs, which I didn't want to do, so I was just like, whatever, and went back to holding the ladder. I'm glad I just let it go then, because about a tower later, while Mike was getting Johnny some things he needed, one of his boxes on the four-wheeler fell off and spilled all the little parts everywhere. So Mike starts gathering them up, and I'm watching as I'm holding the ladder. The timing was perfect, because Johnny was ready to move on and start the next one. But Mike was occupied and couldn't drive the four-wheeler up, so naturally he asks me, Horatio, would you please drive the four-wheeler up and start that? You can probably see where this is going. Oh, but I can't, Mike. That's part of your job. Besides, I gotta hold the ladder in this wind, so I'm busy anyway. Mike did seem like the message got through to him, and it did. He seemed to regret asking me, and also regretted what he said. I did end up moving the four-wheeler forward, but just because I was ready to get done. I let Mike do the rest though, and went back to crimping and putting the nozzles on. I say the message got through because towards the end of the pivot, he did crimp them instead of leave them, but oh, it felt so good to throw that back at him because it's not exactly the first time he's just lazed around like that and left things to others. Hopefully this will help with future situations, but I'm not holding my breath. Would you guys agree with me that people like Mike in this situation, they might be influenced to do better for a short term? but eventually they'll just slip back into that lazy routine they've been doing where they don't want to really help out. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Wade Wilson Watts. Your only job is to help customers. Years ago, I worked at an office supply store. We had idiot manager after idiot manager cycle through and come up with dumb ideas to try to make the store run better. And this is one of those dumb ideas. 
The idea was that between certain hours, I think 11am to 2pm, we were only allowed to directly help customers. No restocking shelves, no unloading the truck. I was in charge of changing and checking prices, but wasn't allowed to do so during those hours. Any of those tasks can easily be done while still being accessible to the customers, but apparently that's not good enough. The rest of the staff decided to sneakily do their work when the manager wasn't looking. Otherwise, they couldn't get everything done. Luckily, I was able to finish my work outside of these hours, so I decided to follow this ridiculous rule. At first, I stood up front and turned myself into our Walmart-style greeter, but I hated it and didn't really feel that it was following the rule as customers typically don't like being asked questions the second they walk in the door. Eventually, I find a spot in the back of the store where I can see the front door and I post myself there. I do absolutely nothing besides stand there and stare at the front door. When a customer comes in, I track them with my eyes, see what aisle they walk down, and go ask if they need help. When I finish helping them, or more often after they say they don't need anything, I walk back to my spot in the back of the store and continue staring at the front door. Sometimes I stand there for less than a minute, but sometimes I just stand there for 15 minutes or more. I do this for 3 hours a day, 4 days of the week that I'm there, for I don't even know how many weeks. One of my favorite memories of this time was a staring contest with my manager. I was in my spot in the back of the store and he was near the front of the store when he spotted me standing there not even remotely pretending to work. He stares at me across the store, and I stare right back, hoping he'll confront me. After all, I'm not allowed to do anything besides help customers, and I know I've approached every customer in the store. Unfortunately, he didn't, and I lost the staring contest after a few minutes when a customer came in and I had to go approach them. When I got back to my spot, he had already moved on. Eventually, I quit. I was given my final warning for my attitude. No customer complaints or problems with incorrect prices, I was just rude to the managers. If you don't know, final warning means the next time I did something wrong, I would be fired, and I realized my managers weren't going to get smarter, and I wasn't going to learn to bite in my tongue, so it was best that I move on. Of course, they didn't realize how good of my job I was, and my replacement was terrible, partially because they didn't have me train him before I left. Price tags all over the store were wrong for months. Yeah, I really think this is just kind of how it goes. You have a really good worker that knows good practices and can see when people are really screwing up, so they have a tendency to want to call that out, but then you get kicked back saying you're rude, insubordinate, accusatory. Eventually that person either gets disgruntled and leaves or is fired, and then they realize, oh crap, they were actually really good at their job. And by the way, if you walk into a store and there's somebody there asking if you need any help right from the get-go, does that annoy you or piss you off? Let me know in the comments. Our next story is from Nooner827. Ask me to review a meaningless purchase? Sure. I've been dealing with a lot of stress recently and got an email first thing that just increased that stress level. After sending my reply to that one, I got a new email notification. I was kind of wound up already and thought this was an answer to my previous one. Rather, it was an email from a major US-based hardware store asking me to review a recent purchase. Now, I've just moved across the country, one of my above-noted stressors, and I haven't used the store much in the past few years. But I had intended it to become my go-to hardware store now that it's much closer. In just a few weeks of living at my new location, I've spent hundreds of dollars there. 
So what did they want me to review? The garage door opener I bought? The smart home light switches? Maybe the staple gun? Nope. They wanted me to review the Fasten Tight number 6 1 and 1 inch bugle coarse thread drywall screws. Screws? You want me to review screws? Honestly, my decision matrix when purchasing screws consists of little more than is it a screw? Is it the right size? If yes to both, get it. Being in an agitated state, I decided to blow off some steam with the following review for them wasting my time. From the Screwmaster, a screw like no other. Let me tell you something about these six one and one fourth inch bugle coarse thread drywall screws. They are absolutely amazing. The design is like nothing I've ever encountered in my life. On one end, you have a pointy little bit that pierces the wall, utilizing a simple machine principle, the wedge. An idea originated with the Greek philosopher Archimedes around the 3rd century BC, who studied the Archimedean simple machines. Then it uses another simple machine, the inclined plane. The genius of this inclined plane is that they're wrapped around an axle so that as you twist the device, it goes further and further into the wall with each twist. Then there's a flanged portion at the top that lets you know when to stop twisting. The real coup de gras is embedded in that flange. These screws have not one, but two notches expertly molded into the top, effectively doubling the torque you apply with the specialized application tool. Not included. This tool is called a Phillips, derived, I believe, from the Greek letter phi, head screwdriver, and while readily available, is not to be confused with the flathead screwdriver. These screws are not compatible with flathead screwdrivers. Yes, I know that Phillips head screwdrivers are named after a guy, but I thought it would be funnier to go back to referencing the Greeks. I guess the last laugh is on me, however. My account appears to be locked, and I'm unable to reset the password. But at least I got a laugh out of it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm looking for screws and I happen upon a review like that, I'm probably gonna wanna actually buy them more. I'm actually surprised the one in Locked OP's account. If anything, I would think that's like a crowning review. Like such a poetically crafted review of just the brilliance of these screws. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Everyone's shocked full of great stories like our next one from J Thunder Cleese, Extra Extra Mayo. Back in 2009, I worked at McDonald's. A kid, maybe 14, came in with a few friends. He ordered a McChicken, Extra Mayo. So I entered the order, and the line made the sandwich with an extra pump of mayo, one ounce total. He took it when I called him up, he ate it, and came back asking for another McChicken, Extra Mayo this time. So the line made another one, the same, and he ate it happily. After that, he with his friends this time shuffled back up and asked for the same thing. But this time two of his friends echo the extra a few times. So I enter the ticket something like, McChicken, add extra, 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 add, add, extra, extra, mayo. This time I went back to the line, saw them chuckle at the ticket, double pump the mayo, and I stopped them there. More. They added a third pump and we're up to 1.5 ounces. More. This time they double pump 2.5 ounces of mayo. More. 3 ounces. More. 3.5 ounces. Okay, just one more. We hit 4 ounces of mayo, and that freaker is fat. Horrified, they wrap it carefully. 
I call the number, kid grabs a sandwich, and when he sits down, he says to his friends, I asked for extra mayo, not extra, 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 extra mayo. It honestly sounded like fear in his voice. And then I watched that freaker eat every single bit of that sandwich. I'm a person that usually does not like mayonnaise almost at all. On a chicken sandwich, it's actually really good. But let me tell you, imagining four ounces of mayonnaise dripping off of a chicken sandwich kind of makes me recoil. And our final story of the day is by Gerberin. Months of paid vacation? I'll take it. This happened in Germany, so the laws are different to other countries, especially to the USA. I was working for a family-owned business, about 40 employees, a couple of years ago. My time there wasn't the best because I had huge problems with my boss's younger brother. He was on early pension and officially just working on a small part-time contract, while in reality working full-time with getting most of his salary out of pocket. That I was hired meant for him that he just worked about half the hours he worked before, and having a huge pay cut because of me pissed him off as you can imagine. He talked bad about me behind my back all the time and tried to get me fired. Dealing with him was a pain in the butt, but I didn't have to deal with him often. My coworkers were nice and the pay was good, so I didn't care about finding another job despite my relationship with my boss and wife getting worse over time too. My boss even came with me to two deliveries to customers because his brother told him I was probably wasting time during the deliveries. One day, I had to do a delivery with my boss's wife's car because the company car I normally use was at inspection that day, and the timing couldn't have been worse. I scratched the fender of her car on a wall when I tried to get out of the parking spot. The scratch was barely noticeable, but I immediately reported it to one of my coworkers, so no one can say that I tried to put it under the rug. I did the delivery, and when I came back, my boss's wife was already waiting for me. She went completely crazy, screaming at me for ruining her car without inspecting the damage before, and said that she'll take money for the repair from my paycheck. I told her that I won't pay for anything because the insurance will pay for it anyway. And that's what let her snap and she slapped me in the face. I immediately turned around, grabbed my stuff, clocked out, and went to the doctor to get a sick note because of mental stress, which I threw into the company's mailbox in the evening. Two days later, I got a termination letter in the mail and had to laugh while reading just the first sentence. We're terminating your work contract immediately, or if this isn't applicable, within the legal 30 days. To people who aren't familiar with German workers' laws, it's illegal to terminate a contract immediately and within the legal period of time in the same termination letter. You can do one or another, but not both at the same time. So I went to the government office to apply for unemployment and hired a lawyer to sue my boss for a legal termination. Over two and a half months went by until I got a court date, and my boss was really pissed when the judge explained to him that the termination was illegal and that he had to pay me for the last two and a half months. But the illegal termination wasn't the only mistake he made. The judge gave me two options. I can accept an immediate termination on that day and leave without compensation, or I can have a two-month salary compensation, but I'll have to work another month for the company. My boss laughed and said that I'm too scared to go back to work, and that it makes him happy that I'll leave the court unemployed. He didn't look happy anymore when I asked him, why should I be scared? Do you want to beat me like your wife did? So I took option B and went to work the next morning. 
My boss's brother already waited for me to hand me the termination letter and made comments about how difficult the next 30 days would be for me. I checked the termination letter, and after I've seen that everything was right, I just said that I'm not feeling well, turned around, and went to my doctor to get another 30-day sick note because of burnout. So at the end, I had a 3.5 month vacation with full pay, 2 month salary compensation, and he had to pay for my lawyer too because he lost at court. I could have sued my boss's wife for the slap too, but that would have been too much stress for maybe a couple hundred euros. I can't lie, German worker law seems a little nutty sometimes, but like, it seems set up to actually help the worker in these crappy situations, so I'm totally on board. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.